Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Health Perspectives Podcast brought to you by Northeast Georgia Health System in beautiful, sunny Gainesville, Georgia. I am your host, Marie Kruger. I'm so excited to be with three amazing ladies here from Northeast Georgia Health System. Uh, we're talking about gestational diabetes today. And previously, we recorded a podcast about type 1 and type 2 diabetes. So today we're going to explore gestational diabetes and answer all sorts of questions about that. But I like to start from the beginning. So let's have some introductions, please. Welcome. Hey, I'm Tasha Murchison, and I'm a labor and delivery nurse. I'm currently the clinical nurse educator at the Gainesville campus. Welcome. And hi, my name is Bridget Schulman. I'm the clinical practice specialist for the Women and Children's Service Line. Awesome. Hi, my name is Suzanne Burns, and I'm a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator from the Outpatient Diabetes Education Department. Man, we got some experts here in the house. I love it. All right. So I like to start from the very beginning when we talk about these topics. Who can define for me gestational diabetes? Let's start there. I like to think gestational diabetes is a lot like regular diabetes or the type 1, type 2 diabetes. But the reason that it's occurring um, is once a mom becomes pregnant, there are pregnancy hormones. And those hormones act against the action of insulin. And so where type 1 and type 2 are um, when insulin isn't working correctly in the body for different reasons, the reason it's not working correctly in gestational diabetes is contributed to those pregnancy hormones. Okay, got it. So that is the main cause then of yes. the gestational diabetes. Got it. And how common is GDM for you know, short. It's estimated that six to nine percent of pregnant women will be diagnosed with gestational diabetes. And in the last several years, that number just continues to go up and rise. That's a pretty significant jump. I mean, is it is it just our lifestyle changes? I think it's lifestyle, you know, the lack of exercise, the foods that we're eating, um, the obesity rates in yeah. the United States all play a part. Yeah, absolutely. We heard the same things with our type one and type two podcast as well. Um, what are the symptoms of gestational diabetes? I mean, I am a mom. I have two girls and this is going back 17 years ago, but I remember being tested for gestational diabetes. So um, I didn't know that that was something that ev does everyone get tested for that? How does that work? Yes, they do, actually. I'm glad that you brought that up. That is a routine um, prenatal test that's done on every woman during their pregnancy. Typically, it's done between weeks 24 and 28. Now, if women have a pre-existing condition, a family history, a previous history of gestational diabetes, then they'll tend to be tested sooner. Um, but the standard of care is that every woman is tested between 24 and 28 weeks. Okay. If you're not tested... Would you know, would you have a symptom of gestational diabetes? They're a lot like, the symptoms can be a lot like, again, the type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Um, you can feel thirsty. You can feel like you're having to pee a lot. You can feel tired. You can I have nausea. Yeah, well, I was going to say, <laughs> nausea, vomiting, all of that. Things which are a lot of the symptoms that you feel in pregnancy. So right. um, that is, again, um, as Tasha pointed out, that that is a very standard part of the care. But also, really, um, it's important when we talk about it, how important prenatal care is and making sure that you keep all those appointments. It's things like that that can help identify um, complications or problems like this early in the pregnancy so that you can maintain and um, handle them better. 
So right, that right. Prenatal care comes in. Absolutely, it's so important. Um, so, if someone is told they have gestational diabetes, how is that treated? What What's that first, you know, care plan look like? So, typically, if a person is diagnosed with diabetes, they're referred out to diabetes education, and that's where we really focus on a healthy diet and exercise. We'll also teach a, a lady how to check her blood sugar. So it's real important that they check first thing in the morning and then two hours after their meals, just to make sure that their lifestyle changes have actually helped their blood sugar. That's great. The first thing I heard was when you said exercise, it's like, oh gosh, I'm so pregnant. What? <laughs> uh, we're not talking running a marathon. We're talking no, 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 no. walking and yeah. We always tell people walking is probably the very best exercise. And when you're pregnant, we certainly don't want you to hurt yourself. But just a small five, ten minute walk two or three times a day is great exercise. Well, that sounds manageable. I do want to bring up a point there because I do have a lot of women ask, can I do the same things in the gym that I did pre-pregnancy? And a lot of times the answer is yes. If your body is used to those exercises, always check with your doctor first. But typically you can keep the same workout routines that you've always done. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And swimming. We always think about, you know, non-weight-bearing. Swimming's a great exercise in the summer for our pregnant moms. Um, you feel yeah. weightless. Yeah. I love yeah. I love <laughs> swimming. Yeah, especially harder and harder yeah. as we go on. Being pregnant in July in, in Georgia is not always fun. I get that. Um, how does gestational diabetes affect the health of your unborn baby? Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, the great news about this is that if you have a woman with gestational diabetes and they are able to really control their blood sugars well, they have similar risks as a mother who doesn't have gestational diabetes. It's all about how those blood sugars are controlled. That's the fantastic part of this. Now, there are risks when you have moms that have uncontrolled diabetes. They have a hard time controlling those blood sugars. There are going to be risks. A lot of times those babies are born larger. Um, so that thus increases the risk for having a C-section and birth clump complications. Also, it can increase the risk of stillbirth, preterm birth, and birth defects. So it's definitely something that as soon as you're diagnosed, you need to see the diabetes education. You need to really manage you know, that diabetes and those blood sugars as well as you can for the health of you and your baby. Right. Very true. And I just had a flashback. Do you guys still do this when you have the test? You have to drink that really sweet drink. That's still the test, right? Yes. Okay. That's tough. That's yeah, tough to it do. It is tough. <laughs> but you have to do it. Um, will the baby be born with a higher risk of developing diabetes if the mother has gestational? Well, like Bridget had said earlier, we have to think about what diabetes is. So with the baby and the mom, the mom is making all of this extra sugar in her system. And the baby has to make more insulin to help break down that extra sugar. Well, when the baby's born, all that extra sugar's gone, right? So the baby's still making all that insulin. Well, guess what? Now the baby's making too much insulin. So that can cause the baby to have what we call hypoglycemia when it's born. That's low blood sugar. So we're very vigilant after a baby's born to really watch them for signs and symptoms of hypoglycemia or low low blood sugar. So you had mentioned the weight of the child is is a larger baby um, kind of just a symptom of someone having gestational diabetes. So they're related. Yes, because you think they're getting extra sugar. I see. Yes. Okay, got it. Um, Can the mom get over gestational diabetes like once you're yeah. Yeah, so again, if you think about the cause of it, those pregnancy hormones, once the baby delivers and the placenta delivers and those hormones are no longer circulating, uh, moms do uh, get over the gestational piece um, 
But it is important to remember that our literature is showing us that moms that do have gestational diabetes are going to be at increased risk um, to possibly have that later on. So they'll be wanting to check your sugar at your follow-up visit. And then every couple of years, you'll want to be tested for diabetes as well. Okay. And also, um, we kind of mentioned this before, but um, there is also literature to say that there is going to be an increased chance that the baby could also have an increased risk of both diabetes and obesity. So I think the best news when you do talk about these risk factors, uh, the potential risk factors, is that maintaining a healthy diet and a good healthy um, exercise routine, you know, a couple times, two to two to five times a week, making sure you get some kind of activity um, is going to be important to decrease that risk for both mom and um, those babies of mothers that had gestational diabetes. Got it. And you know, eating healthy and exercise means different things to different people. So I thought we could talk about the best things to eat and drink with gestational diabetes. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. That's a great question. So when a person has gestational diabetes, or really any pregnant person, so the diet for gestational diabetes is not a whole lot different than I would recommend for just a pregnant woman. We want you to eat lean protein. So that's your chicken, your turkey, your fish. If you're gonna eat red meat, which is completely fine, just make sure you go with the leanest cut of meat that you can. And usually the word loin means lean. If you're a vegetarian or maybe you don't like meat so much, some other good sources of protein would be things like eggs, nuts, peanut butter, Greek yogurt, all a great sources of protein. And then obviously we want you to eat lots of vegetables. We have a whole list of non-starchy vegetables that any woman even those of us that are not pregnant, (laughs) probably don't eat enough of. Those leafy greens, uh, whether they're cooked or raw, um, your salads, your cucumbers, your mushrooms, your onions, your peppers. We want you to eat lots of vegetables and then small portions of carbohydrates. So mainly your whole grain. So if you're going to eat bread, mainly we want that whole grain or multi-grain bread. If you're going to eat rice, the brown rice is a pretty good option. If you want to eat potatoes that's fine too just make sure you watch your portion sizes and not too much everything in moderation right okay now if you are do have gestational diabetes we will talk a little bit more about sweets and sweetened beverages because we know that sugar is a huge source of carbohydrates and if a woman with gestational diabetes decides to have a big coke or sweet tea or even a big glass of orange juice we would fully expect that that blood sugar would go pretty high afterwards which can be a challenge because you crave things when you're pregnant and maybe not, I don't know, do you crave carrots? I never craved carrots. That's got to be tough. So we're thinking three (laughs) regularly scheduled meals, three snacks between meals. And if you like sweets, we would often encourage you to have a piece of fruit, maybe fruit with a little bit of protein. So apples and peanut butter are always favorites for our pregnant ladies. I love that. Peanut butter is life. (laughs) We could talk, we could do a podcast about peanut butter. Um, Very great. And I, and I want to talk about myths and facts um, because I think there's a lot out there for sure. Um, Gestational diabetes, when I was being tested for it, I, my first thought with my first child was I, I did something wrong. You know, I'm, I'm, something's wrong. It's all my fault, which carries into motherhood. Again, another topic for another day. Um, gestational diabetes is not mom's fault, correct? Let's talk about that. Yeah, no. I guess going back to that pathophysiology of it, you know, when you have... Um, those pregnancy hormones circulating, um, there's a lot of different reasons that could put you at greater risk, like obesity and some family histories. But um, 
really this is just the way that your body is metabolizing that those carbs as glucose and in conjunction with those pregnancy hormones. Um, you know, we just can't stress enough the importance of, you know, getting to a weight that's reasonable, that's, you know, a good BMI, preparing for pregnancy could help decrease the risk of, of ending up having the gestational diabetes and just get, get, um, controlling the sugars, having that good diet um, that we talked about. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. And this is kind of a random question, but does it, um, if you're carrying a, a male or female, does it, that doesn't matter. Okay. No. I was just curious. No. All right. Got By it. By the way, those myths. Yeah. My favorite myth, I think, is that once you're pregnant, you're eating for two. Mm-hmm. Yes, you right? are. And don't we kind of get into that trap that, yeah. you know, you still want to maintain, you know, good calorie intake, not double. You know, that's how you could get into a little right. bit of trouble with those calories and too much sugar. So. One thing we talked about in the type one and type two diabetes podcast was about keto. You know, everybody, you know, is on keto. How does that relate to women with gestational diabetes? Is that a good option? So I think we also have to look back at what is a true definition of a keto diet. So a true definition of a keto diet is a diet with less than 20 carbs in the whole day and night. So for a pregnant woman, that is not what we would recommend. And that's not really safe because carbs are some of the healthiest things in the whole wide world. Obviously, we would love to see you eat berries, but blueberries and strawberries and all kind of berries, they have carbs in them too. Yeah, it's really just a shift in that mindset of, you know, I don't need a cracker to get my carb. I can get a dark colored berry and get more nutrition and feel satisfied and drink lots of water. So breastfeeding, is that, how is that beneficial for gestational diabetes? Well, we encourage all women to breastfeed because it takes about 500 calories a day just to make milk. So it's a great way to help women lose the weight that they just naturally gained in the pregnancy. Right. And it's such a great bonding experience. Doesn't shrink your uterus back to size. Mm -hmm. All sorts of good things. is the milk sweet? <laughs> actually, actually, that's a good question. Did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> breast milk actually has a very high content of lactose. So it yes, does? breast milk is very sweet. Okay, so that wasn't a silly question. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic, guys. I, I This topic is so important. And I think let's talk about some takeaways. Like what, what advice would you give pregnant moms that might be listening? Again, I just want to reiterate, really controlling those blood sugars. You know, that really ultimately... Again, your risks are the same as a mom that doesn't have gestational diabetes. So it's so important, so, so important to keep those blood sugars controlled. I think I would say don't freak out. I think all of us, if we got that diagnosis, and remember, these are people that don't have diabetes, that this is not the norm for them. Right. They get pregnant and they're like, oh, you have diabetes now. Yeah, gestational, of course. Um, I loved what uh, Suzanne said about the diet and, you know, this doesn't mean I'm never going to be able to eat anything now my whole pregnancy. It's just making those wise choices, um, you know, portion control, treating yourself maybe once a week to smaller things and keeping those prenatal appointments so that we can make sure that we identify these things, first of all, and then a good communication with the dietitians and diabetes services um, are going to be great if you do end up in this boat. It's okay. Don't freak out. That's awesome. Where can folks go to get more information about this? Because they're listening all over the country. Yeah. CDC has a great website. The CDC has a whole section on diabetes, I mean, on gestational diabetes, pregnancy. Um, what other resources? The American Diabetes Association mm-hmm. is a great resource. They have a whole 
chapter on gestational diabetes. They also have recipes if anybody's interested in that. That's always popular. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. Uh, this was amazing information, and thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Take care.